are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. The Flames' point streak has come to an end after losing 3-2 to to Toronto after nearly a week off. Be sure to follow and subscribe to Locked On Flames for free right now on your favorite podcast app. And if you have a moment, head on over to the podcast app and uh, give the show a five-star review along with a nice little uh, rating. And we will see what this next week of hockey brings us. The Flames had about a week off, and I hope that you all enjoyed your week with no Flames hockey. I know it felt a little bit weird for me, but um, it was evident that the Flames really hadn't played hockey in, you know, six days. They fell 3-2 to two to the Leafs, and I think it was expected because, you know, a week off of hockey this early in the season is kind of a little weird, but I get it. They Breaks like this happen, and I feel like they're um, really detrimental to teams that have momentum on their side. And unfortunately, uh, that proved to be true for the Flames. Six days without hockey is brutal for fans. I mean, I know I was kind of like, oh, what do I do? What do I talk about on the show? And things like that. But, you know, I can't even imagine what it's like for the players because they're, you know, go, go, go. And this time, you know, they're kind of just, you know, they have practices and stuff, but it's not the typical competitive hockey. Uh, <laughs> now, let's talk about the game because it was it was a little bit frustrating to watch, and I'm sure we're kind of all on the same page with that. But all of Toronto's goals were deflected by none other than the Calgary Flames. So special talent uh, alert, the Calgary Flames scored all five goals make of that what you will. Uh, Jeff Ward went on to say it was a pretty tight game. I think the biggest difference was they were able to find one more than we did, and their goalie made some saves when he needed to. A couple bounces from them that ended up in the net. That's what happens when you shoot to the front of the net. They got the extra bounce tonight, and that's the difference in in the hockey game. Okay, so, you know, at least he's a little more honest and transparent there than other coaches around the league. He kind of elaborates. <laughs> but uh, Monaghan and Kachuk uh, scored, and Markstrom had 29 saves. And something that I noticed right off the bat was criticism from Elon Lucic. And it just felt very unfortunate considering, you know, the start that he had, or the run he had back in the restart in August. But Uh, John Haynes over on Twitter, who writes for The Athletic, went on to say, Lucic was a terrific story in the August restart, but not only is he nowhere near that level right now, he's hurting the flames, turning pucks over, taking dumb penalties, and he had Barbanov get behind him on the play that led to Nesterov's penalty and Leafs go-ahead power play goal. 
And, you know, bad games happen. Everyone has them. Man, but it just was hard to watch him. And it's been hard to watch him, really, since the season began because, um, you know, like that tweet says, he is taking really dumb penalties. And it's it's noticeable. It's not anything that's flying under the radar by any means. And, you know, if I'm going to sit here and criticize Sam Bennett for doing similar things, I'm going to sit here and, you know, call out Lucic, who was one of my favorite players growing up. So... I just I think it's hard to justify him being in the lineup tomorrow, and I think the Flames do have the depth to scratch him if Dylan Dubé is back. I think that you know even if he's still out, the Flames can certainly rework things and make sure that we're holding players accountable and not making excuses. And I think that's really important going forward in this season. And uh, Jeff Ward doesn't really have his work cut out for him in that manner. (laughs) But coming up next, we are going to be talking about some news and notes around the league and, of course, a rather big trade that happened this weekend. But first, a word from our friends at BetOnline AG. Super Bowl, right around the corner, you guys, literally two weeks away, and I'm so excited for that Super Bowl food. On top of the Super Bowl, we do have, of course, hockey that we can bet on as well to hold us over until the big Sunday Super Bowl, but don't don't sleep on it. You know, place some bets, put a little money on it. You can head on over to AG and use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And Bet Online AG is the one place that we trust, and the one place that has you covered, and the one place that we use. Sign up today with, for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Locked On Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me over on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. There was a rather big trade that broke this Saturday. And I was on my way to work, and I was like, wait a second. I know I didn't just get this notification, but Pierre-Luc Dubois has been traded from Columbus to Winnipeg in exchange for Patrick Laine. And I think that those two are probably the most disgruntled people. And I don't mean to sound like, like put a negative connotation on disgruntled because, you know, we talk about like, oh, disgruntled employees. But, um... You know, they were upset with their treatment in their respective teams and within the locker room. I think that that's kind of the speculation there. I can only imagine how miserable it is to play for John Tortorella. And I am kind of worried about this um, label that may follow PLD uh, just in the sense of, oh, he's a locker room problem because he wanted out of there. No, I think that's fair. I mean, not we all leave jobs that are miserable to all of us. So what's the difference? <laughs> just because they're making, you know, just just a little bit more than us. And Patrick Line as well. I think that this has been in the works. I mean, I know that we always hear rumors about players being traded and things like that, but I feel like it's been the past two seasons, you know, there's always been that little rumor of him being unhappy. But I do think that uh, Line A isn't going to be staying in Columbus for long. I think it's more of a temporary 
landing spot for him. Uh, PLD seems to be making himself quite at home in Winnipeg. He seemed very happy in his media availability, and that's great. I saw on his Instagram, and he has, like, Baby Yoda as his profile picture, and then he has Winnipeg Jets in his Instagram bio, which apparently he had, like, no trace of him being a Columbus Blue Jacket or indication of him being a Columbus Blue Jacket on his Instagram before. I don't know how true that is. I didn't follow him. I still don't follow him. But, you know, good for him. I I really hope that he's happy. And I hope that Line A is happy too because the rumor, the rumor, the plot thickens. But I guess that he wanted out because of the mistreatment from Paul Maurice, Blake Wheeler, and Mark Shifley. I don't know how true any of this is. I believe that the Maurice piece has been, Maurice piece, (laughs) sorry, uh, was confirmed, but I can't imagine him being disrespected by, you know, those two names like that. But, you know, best of luck to everyone. And I, I do wish nothing but the best for any players that get traded, but especially these trades that kind of have that speculation around mistreatment or genuine like unhappiness within a locker room. I think that people just kind of say, oh, they just trade players who, you know, aren't good anymore or or their time has come to an end within an organization for whatever reason. But I don't think people really consider other implications of a trade. You know, it's, it's okay to leave a workplace <laughs> because you're unhappy. I know that that might be a little uh, shocking to some people, but it's okay. And other, you know, in other news around the league, the Dallas Stars beat the absolute crap out of the Nashville Predator, Predators uh, Friday night. It was seven to nothing. They are better than better at scoring than the Dallas Cowboys, but that's okay. It was so hard to watch and you know watch them dump on the Preds like that. But it was also fun considering. The Stars had a slight delay to their season. One of the weirder things that I noticed was, of course, that they had um, fans in the stand. And I was just like, wait a second. Where, there's, this team was delayed because of COVID. <laughs> like 17 players and coaches tested positive. And you're just going to allow fans? I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. <laughs> um, I get it. It's a business decision, but, you know, business decisions aren't always great ones, especially when it involves people's health and uh, not even, like, short-term health, but long-term health as well. Uh, Obviously, like, people have to test positive in order to, you know, come back to the game and stuff, but I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It just doesn't sit right with me, but... Okay, (laughs) Uh, in a bit of, you know, sad news, Preds goalie Connor Ingram is taking a leave of absence and will be joining the players program to get help for his addiction and really best of luck to him uh, during this time and really in all his future endeavors. It's so important that everyone, you know, really just takes care of themselves addiction is not fun addiction is not a choice i really wish nothing but the best for him and his family during this time but coming up next we talk about the flames and their future matchups 
for some, for a portion of this week. But first, we will be talking about our good friends at Built Bar. You guys know that I love Built Bar and their 18 flavors of protein bars. These are bars that are covered in 100% in chocolate. So it's literally like a candy bar. They have caramel brownie, cherry, uh, sorry, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp as there are six new flavors and 12 original coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. These bars are delicious. I love them. Literally have them by my bedstand because to grab one on my way out <laughs> and just snack on it throughout the morning. But these are delicious bars. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for anybody on keto or anybody that's looking to lose or maintain weight. Let's take a look at the flavor profile for cookies and cream. Now, I love cookies and cream ice cream, so you already know I love this protein bar. And it's 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. But head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com to see exactly what I'm talking about. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow our show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames Pod. The Leafs in Flames are back in action tomorrow night and the Flames play Montreal on Thursday. And I think the common theme here is that these teams are both really good teams. And they kind of scare me, especially where, you know, all of these games are division games and you are fighting for a playoff spot. But uh, I think the main focus does need to be on playing that full 60, that full 60 minutes and coming out of the gate hot. You cannot, you know, get off to a slow start and expect to win, especially when you trail from behind. I think that's where... The Flames seem to lose momentum, lose confidence in themselves, and just, you know, kind not that they play a sloppy game of hockey, but it just doesn't feel like the Flames hockey when they score that first goal. And they have to stop taking ridiculous penalties. And by ridiculous, I mean avoidable penalties. And it's fundamentals. That's what it feels like that the Flames need a workshop on. I... I'm going to praise them in a second, though, because there there has been a lot of good things happening for the Flames, and that would be, um, first, happy birthday, Noah Hannafin, almost forgot, but there are several Flames players on a point streak right now. Matthew Kachuk has had four in the last five games, and Sean Monaghan, Johnny Gaudreau, five in their last five. So, you know... Those, that's great, and I think that they shouldn't have to carry the weight on their back. It's not just them. Other players need to contribute as well. And, again, stop with the silly turnovers, stop with the avoidable penalties, and really focus on grabbing those two points. You don't want to go home empty-handed, and certainly, yeah, two points is better than zero, and, you know, losing in overtime stinks, but... Literally, like, at least you're splitting a game. You know, you split the points. But I just think that the Flames really need to work on 
going out there hot and scoring first. That's the only way that this team is going to win because if not, if they fall behind early, that they just lose all of their steam. Granted, I think it looks better than last season, but it's just still a problem for them. <laughs> but, you know, coming up next and throughout this week, we are going to be talking about the game coverage, and of course, we'll have a better idea of what the lines look like tomorrow, and if Dylan Dubé is back, and if Lucic is scratched. But make sure you're following me over on Twitter, at JessBelmosto, and I will always have you updated there faster than I do with a podcast. But uh, once again, make sure you are subscribed and following this podcast for free on your favorite podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. And I will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.